Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 340 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for guiding us through your word. Help us hear the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 5. First, we read about the invalid who had been sick for 38 years. The Bible says he had a deep-seated disorder. This illness was settled in this man's body so deeply that nothing other than the healing power of Jesus could heal him. Jesus saw the man's need, and many of the healings he did while he was here on this earth, the people approached him. But in this case, Jesus approached the man. He saw his need and asked him if he wanted to be healed and then granted healing to him. Jesus sees our needs as well. Sometimes when we do not have the strength to pray because our situation is so difficult, be assured that he sees your need and is ready to come to your aid. Next, Jesus is reprimanded for healing the man on the Sabbath. In verse 17, Jesus said, My father has worked even until now. He has never ceased working. He is still working, and I too must be at divine work. Jesus told them he was doing the divine work of healing. May we know that he is divinely healing us as well. This is something we can thank and praise God for today. In verse 24, Jesus said, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, the person whose ears are open to my words, who listens to my message, and believes and trusts in and clings to him and relies on him who sent me, has, possesses now eternal life, and he does not come into judgment, does not incur sentence of judgment, will not come under condemnation, but he has already passed over out of death into life. May we receive this word of eternal life today as we continue reading the book of Revelation. Let's see what John has to share with us in Revelation chapter 20. First, we read that an angel descends from heaven with the keys to the abyss. We see an angel binding Satan up for a thousand years. During these thousand years, he cannot deceive God's people. Then we read about those who were executed for Christ's sake and who lived and ruled with Jesus for those thousand years. While some believe this is a spiritual revival, others believe the time will exist when Jesus will reign for a thousand years here on earth. Psalm 72, verses 7 and 8 say, In Christ's days shall the uncompromisingly righteous flourish and peace abound till there is a moon no longer. He, Christ, shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river Euphrates to the ends of the earth. Isaiah 11, verses 3 through 9 and Zechariah 14, 9 are also referenced here. I encourage you to read these scriptures to see if you have any additional insights about what is written here in this chapter. I will share the Enduring Word commentary in the show notes for you to do further research. He writes about what the thousand years may likely look like. In verse 7, we read that after a thousand years, Satan is released from prison. He will continue to deceive and gather people worldwide to fight against Jesus. Mankind will be tested one last time. During Jesus' thousand-year reign here on earth, there is peace. Jesus clearly shows himself as the only choice, yet we are given a choice until the very end. The enemy will try and persuade everyone to go his way, and some will. Let us pray that the Lord keeps our hearts his until and through the end of time, through the eternity of eternities. May our eyes be fully open to see and hear the truth, and may we be obedient to live in God's truth. The book of life is opened, and people will be judged. In verse 12, the Amplified Bible says, Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. 
and the dead were judged, sentenced by what they had done their whole way of feeling and acting, their aims and endeavors, in accordance with what was recorded in the books. Some scholars assert that those who believe in Christ will not come up for this judgment because their sins were wiped away through the blood of the cross. We will, however, be judged by the works we have done in this sense. Were they done to further the mission of Christ or further the mission of ourselves? Whatever we have done to promote ourselves will be burned up. Let's check our motives and ask God to lead our hearts and not go after the world. Last, we read that death and Hades are thrown into the lake of fire. Anyone whose name is not recorded in the book of life is also thrown into the lake of fire, and it is finished. It is all burned up. May God keep us his. Let's see what we can learn in Hosea chapter 7. God would have healed Israel if the people repented of their sins, but instead they renounced God. They made alliances with Assyria and Egypt, thinking the nations could save them. However, God was the only one who could save them, and they did not turn to him. Verse 2 says their sins were ever before the face of God. Verse 4 says they were idol worshipers. Verse 7 says their kings have fallen, which was correct because four kings fell during Hosea's prophetic ministry. Verse 10 tells us they were prideful. And in verse 12, God said, I will spread a net over them. I will bring them down like the birds of heaven. Because of their defiance to God, they would be brought down. And we know they were, yet God said again in verse 13 that he would have redeemed them if they had not spoken lies about him. God has such everlasting love and compassion for his people that he gave them chance after chance. However, their chances expired. We have already read about the kings and all the sins they committed where God proclaimed they would pay for those sins. Now we read about God's intentions because of those sins. In chapter 8, God calls Assyria against Israel because they have broken their covenant with him. They've made golden calves to worship instead of him and made alliances with other countries, relying on them instead of God. In addition, four kings were killed by their predecessors to take the throne during Hosea's time. They no longer prayed for and waited for God's anointing of their kings. So God removed his protection from them and no longer received their sacrifices. Let's see what we can learn from Proverbs 9 today. We see wisdom calling for the simple-minded, encouraging them to follow her. I love that God calls for us and is ready to fill us with his wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We will not be left destitute of him because he always seeks us. May we continue to seek him and his wisdom. Verse 9 is encouraging and says, Give instruction to a wise man and he will yet be wiser. Teach a righteous man, one upright and in right standing with God, and he will increase in learning. This verse assures us that God will continue to teach us more of him and his ways and work on us until we meet him one day in heaven. May we be open to his teaching and correcting so we become more like him every day. Verses 13 through 18 show us that the foolish people who sin will always attempt to find others who will conspire with them. And we know this as we read about Judas conspiring with the chief priests to kill Jesus. Those who follow will live with regret for their transgressions. May God grant us more wisdom, truth, and the ability to obey him. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that shows us your power and might. Thank you for teaching us more about you and your ways as we press in and seek you in your word. Help us follow you, Lord. Help us be obedient to you in every way. Keep us yours as we traverse this earth and keep our hearts yours for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.